On this week's episode of Beauty and Bloom podcast. His brother called me and I just looked at the phone because I'm like, why is he calling me? You know, he never calls me. And he just barely could talk. JL, he'd been in an accident and I was like, is he okay? And he just started crying. Everything was just a blur. I just threw my phone, instantly got down on my knees and started praying. I was about to lose my husband. Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Kamiya, and you are tuned in to another episode of Beauty and Bloom Podcast. If this is your first time coming to hang out, welcome. You are more than welcome to stay. Uh, Make sure you go and check out the last episode and the trailer. And if you are here from last week, you the real MVP. I mess with you. I'm sending you the locked pad emoji with the key. Because you know it's real when you have access to unlock yourself, but you choose to stay locked in. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you are ready for what's in store. Today is a special day. Now, we all know that it's Valentine's Day today, so happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you have been giving and receiving some of the best love ever, okay? And also, today is special because I have a guest, and I'm so excited about this guest. We've already discussed how life can sneak up on you with blows that you can never be prepared for. And our next guest, she has overcome the blows of life that has snuck up on her. And she's going to share her story about how she has overcome the impossible. Let's get right into it. Tiara Stevens. Hey, Tiara. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm doing good. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for saying yes to being a part of this episode. Um, You have been such an inspiration um, to me personally. And I know that having the opportunity to hear your story from your mouth is going to, girl, probably draw me in and and inspire me in such a different way, but also so many other women. Um, Like I've said to you before, with Beauty and Bloom, we don't, we're not showcasing physical beauty, but we are talking about our stories and wanting to empower women to embrace the stories, not just the good. It's easy to put the good out there, but the bad and the ugly that comes with life, the reality of life. So thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your story. How you been doing today? Well, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I've been doing great today. I've been doing amazing, just trying to stay grounded, um, preparing for this interview because this is my first time actually doing a podcast interview. So, Oh, really? Yeah. So um, I didn't know that. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. This is um, exciting for me too. So I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad to um, have you to share. So thank you so much. And, and for this to be a first podcast episode, mm-hmm. I mean, that made me feel a little special. <laughs> you special. are. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So share a little bit about who you are and what you do. 
Okay. Well, for those who don't know, I am, my name is Tiara Stevens and um, I'm a wife, a mother, and most importantly, child of God. So I'm always um, putting God before everything that I do. Um, I grew up as the only child on my mom's side and I was the oldest out of seven on my dad's side. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's just kind of a little bit about me and um, where I'm at now. I have a support group due to my husband getting into a work accident back in 2017, mm-hmm. leaving him paralyzed from the chest down. Mm-hmm. And I started Smiling Tears um, maybe like a year after his injury when I was looking for a support group of my, for myself and I couldn't find any. So I decided to start one of my own and I'm happy I did because it is helping so many people. I didn't know how many people or realize how many people needed a support group until I started my own caregiver support group. What was that day like in getting that call? Mm-mm-mm-mm. You taking me back. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you taking me back. But this is good. This is so good for me. And it's I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good for anybody that's um that needed that's listening. So the day I got that call was two days after my birthday, the 17th, February 17th. So I was actually um in Vegas, just got to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And my husband, he always calls me on he at the time he was working third shift, so he always called me on his breaks. So he called me on his break. I know it was at night. So he had called me on his break. Hmm. 30 minutes after we got off the phone, his brother called me because his brother worked at was working at the place he worked at too. Mm-hmm. And his brother called me and I just looked at the phone and I'm like, hello. And cause I'm like, why is he calling me? You know, cause he don't, he never calls me. So I looked at the phone. I'm like, hello. And so uh, he was just like, um, Tierra, and he just barely could talk. And he Mm -hmm. was like, "Um, J.L., he'd been in an accident. And I was like, well, is he okay? And he just started crying. He wouldn't say anything. So I am just thinking the worst at this point where I just threw my phone. Mm -hmm. I threw my phone and I just instantly got down on my knees and started praying. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, my friends that was there, she, uh, one of my friends, she took the phone trying to get him to talk and, and tell her what was going on, but he just, he couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. And so as she's on the phone with him, my other friend trying to calm me down, you know? And so I'm just, I'm just thinking a word. So I'm just, you know, praying and my friends trying to calm me down. And so finally the, uh, the doctor called me from the hospital and was just like, um, yeah, your husband's been a work in a work accident. He is paralyzed from the chest down. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So um, his sister texts, I had called his sister, let her know what was going on. And when she finally got to the hospital, she had texted me and let me know like, yeah, you need to go ahead and, and come back home. And so I, I wasn't even in Vegas. This was my 30th birthday. Oh my you know? goodness. <laughs> so yeah. And so I wasn't even there a whole, maybe even 12 hours before. Yeah. Before I had to turn around and fly right back out because of what just happened. And so um, when I got there, you know, um, 
and and shout out to uh Tara and Tisha just because when I tell you these girls they could have stayed in Vegas and could have went on about you know they life and party without me but they was there by my side the entire time they stayed with me they flew back out with me they went back to the hospital with me they stayed there until we found out what was going on um when I got there you know all his family was there my best friend um Ashley was there um to support me it it was just it, it was almost like just a blur everything was just a blur because I didn't know what was about to happen? I thought I was about to lose my husband. You know, that's all that was in my mind. So when a doctor came back out saying, you know, he got through the surgery and things like that, I was finally able to go back and see him. And when I seen him, he was just in a, a neck brace. He couldn't move. He couldn't talk because he had tubes down his throat, you know. So oh, this uh, this was just a life changing thing. It was a life changing thing. Just kind of going back with your husband and you, how long had you all been married at that time? Oh my gosh. So me and my husband met when we was. Okay. Uh, Hit us with the love story. Hit us with the love story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we met when we were 17 years old, actually. We met when we were 17 years old. And the longest we have ever been broken up since we were 17 was three months. We were 17. So please don't, I don't want nobody to know my age, but, <laughs> but, but. You gotta so, be about 22 or something. Look, right. look yeah. Don't stick right there, okay? Right. I think y'all hit 22 years old. But, but we um, got together when, uh, 2004 when we were 17. And then we actually got married on September 3rd, uh, 2016. So it was exactly 12 years wow together when we got married so we got married 2016 September on September 3rd and then five months after that that's when his injury happened oh yeah yep so five months we weren't even we weren't even together um six months you know wow I mean married six months before his injury happened so yeah so we got put to the test quick Mm-hmm. As, yeah you know through better and the worst through sickness and through health you know we got put to the test quick and I don't think we understand those words you know us as married people we really truly understand what we're saying when we're standing up at the altar saying through better through worse through sickness and through health mm-hmm. but you actually really have to go through that so traumatic Mm-hmm. One moment you celebrating and you're celebrating life and you're excited because, you know, you just got married and you are literally opening a brand new chapter of your life with your husband and looking forward to your version, your vision of your happily ever after. And then, boom, everything changes. Everything changes. Yep. Everything changes. So that brings me to when you said what the the, the vision looked like mm-hmm. for our marriage. Mm-hmm. All we was talking about, because we only have one child. Mm-hmm. So at the time, um, Jayliana was what, eight years old. So she was getting older. We was like, you know, Jayliana's getting older. Let's just travel and just live our best life together. You know, like we just about to travel, mm-hmm. you know, and that's 
that what that's what we wanted to do. When that happened, it's just like everything just crumbled and shattered. Did you feel hopeless in that time of going to the hospital and now seeing your husband? Like when you thought of all the plans that you all have set and made and thought of that you wanted to do together, like how did you deal with those feelings of, of hopelessness? At the beginning, I think I had a lot of hope, a lot of hope a lot of faith mm-hmm. but as time went on and I just seen oh this is this is about to be my life for real like mm-hmm. where I literally have to be a caregiver to my husband like it's this is it you know it's you know how you just pray like things are going to get better and then when you see mm-hmm. that they're they're not that's when I was starting to get hopeless after maybe Mm, six six months and going into a year you know that's when I felt like I was just starting to like feel hopeless mm-hmm. or what were you experiencing that you said you know what I need some support I can't do this by myself oh my gosh I'm so happy you asked me that um so when my husband got injured in 2017 we had to go down to Atlanta for about three months Mm. And um, we spent three months down there. And then when we got back to Fort Wayne, we could not even come home because our home was still, we had to get everything accessible for him mm-hmm. and nothing was done. Nothing. Um, we got had to get a room added on because we have a two-story home. So uh, we had to get a room added on downstairs for him. So when we got back home after spending three months down in Atlanta, we couldn't uh, we couldn't come to our actual home because nothing was done. We had to go to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So he had to stay in a hospital. Don't uh, maybe we probably did probably like two or three months of that coming back home, uh, staying in a hospital. So when I tell you when my husband was in this, he was in this small room and I was on sleeping on recliner chairs, you know, um, it was so, so, so depressing. Like having to live in a hospital where I'm sleeping on recliner chairs and, and um, blow up air mattresses, you know? So it was depressing, couldn't go nowhere you know, couldn't, he couldn't go nowhere. And I felt like I really couldn't go nowhere because I felt like I was being selfish. You know, he's in a hospital and he's, and how I, I just felt like I couldn't enjoy myself. It would have been selfish of me to be out enjoying myself while he's in his hospital. Mm-hmm. So I just start feeling depressed. I start feeling down, lonely, like nobody understood, could possibly understand where I was at. You know, so I ended up getting on um, on the Internet looking for a support group in my area and I could not find nothing. I couldn't find anything. Mm. So as as I'm looking, I just clearly heard God speak to me and said, start your own. Mm. start your own. And so when he said that, I just was obedient. I was obedient. And um, I started, I just started my own support group and I had my first support group. Uh, We in the New Haven area at the New Haven Library. I had a good amount of people show up on my first meeting and it has just taken off ever since then. And that was back in 2018, August of 2018. Just hearing you share that, I just keep 
hearing like you had, it was almost like this desperation, like I need help. And it just, it's amazing that in your desperation for help and for support, you ended up being the one who Mm. was going to be helping. And so I want to ask real quick, just kind of going back to all of what was going to be your new responsibility as a caregiver and just with the therapies and all of that, how was that? Because it's a whole process with what, like physical therapy. And I mean, I don't even know what it all looks like, but what did that look like for, I know you said the three months you were in Atlanta yeah. and you know, that time frame. what was that like? And then up until the point that you actually got home. Okay. So when, when he first got injured, he was at, um, he was actually at Park Parkview Randalia. Okay. Um, so okay. he was there um, as an inpatient. So then he finally was able to go upstairs to the outpatient. And that's when he started his therapy mm-hmm. um, for like three months he was doing at, at Parkview. So then they sent us down to Atlanta because down in Atlanta, they have a, a, a specific spinal cord uh, injury hospital called Shepherd Center where spinal cord injury patients go to. And so down there, um, they it's, it's just the best. They not only work with the patients, but they work with the the spouse, the spouses and, okay. you know, the parents and all that, too, on how to take care of them. You know, so um, every day he went to therapy. Um, I would get him up. I would get him um, bathe, uh, give him a bath, get him dressed. And they showed me how to get him up out of bed with the Hoyer lift. Mm-hmm. I would get him um, up out of bed in a Hoyer lift, make sure his teeth is brushed, mm-hmm. hair brush, and um, I would take him down the hall to therapy. And that's where he would go and get, you know, get on a mat and work on um, his strengthening and things like that. And during that time when he would do that, I would go back to the room, get myself together, pray, get in shower, you know, just just my morning routine. And then once I was doing my morning routine, I would go back down to therapy with him and just finish up with whatever he had left to do um, far as his strengthening. Mm-hmm. And then we would just, you know, just the rest of the day, just spend the time in a room watching TV and things like that. So we did about three months down there. And then we had, like I said, we came back down here to another hospital where um, we kind of would do a little bit of the same routine, but I would actually be able to go home and get myself together mm-hmm. and then come back and just finish up with his therapy on what he had to do um, in therapy. And so he's still doing therapy today. Okay. But now we have caregivers that come to the house um, because I work in the morning. So I'm at work from maybe 640 until three o'clock PM. So we have a caregiver here during those hours that um, get him up out of bed and get him um, to therapy. So he go maybe like two or three times a week. Okay. And have you all seen a lot of progress over the time now? Yes. um, He has a lot more strengthening. He's not walking yet. Okay. I'm with you with that yet. I'm in agreement. (laughs) So he's not walking yet, but I do see more um, strength in his arms. Um, And not only just his physical, but my husband is getting strength 
mentally, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's mentally getting better. You know what I mean? Because it's, it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy. He had, he, and he still sometimes could sometimes get into a depression, mm-hmm. you know, because before this happened, he was a dresser, you know, he loved to dress. He loved to go out. He loved to be around his family. He loved, he loved doing all those things. And so he would, he would sometimes get into that depression, but I can say it's much better now. It's so much better now. He's more, um, taking a lead being a husband and and being a father you know sometimes my husband speak things to me uh encourage me when I you know when I need it you know so he's in a much better place mentally I can say I can see him growing physically and mentally you you seem like such a a woman of strong faith I don't know if you are like a, a routine person or you like to stick to a morning routine of some sort, but just in experiencing those type of just moments of being in the valley and, you know, a, a valley where, you know, it's like, I don't have any control over what's happening. I just have to adjust to what's happening and figure it out and find some level of, of contentment. And it seems like you always stayed connected to a source. Like yeah. you weren't living on your own strength or your own power. How important is it to you to, to go to God? But yeah. especially then, because it just seems like it would be so easy to say, you know what? You can keep things from happening. We pray to you for protection and look at this. Like I didn't sign up for this. If I don't stay connected with him and if I don't stay grounded in him and if I don't have my time spent with him, I am not complete. Mm. I am not Tierra. You know, I cannot give you my all. I cannot give you my 100%. I can't give you my best version of me if I do not stay connected with him. So I have to put it in my mind. Like I had, thank you God for this. Mm. You know, it's, it could be easy for me to say, no, I shouldn't, I should, why am I going through this? Why, but why not me? You know what I mean? Why not me? I need, I have to go through this because if I don't go through this, I will not have the relationship that I have with him to the, to this day. Mm. You know, I, my faith wouldn't be strong. I probably would feel like I can do this thing on my own. I don't need him, you know? So I had to go through this to keep me close to him. Mm-hmm. Keep me humble to know I can't do this without him. I cannot live life without him. I cannot be a wife without him. I can't be a mother without him. Just for those who are listening, like if you are not necessarily a believer, I personally am. I know that Tierra is. It does not, being a believer does not make you exempt from having days where you are sad, where you may feel like, yeah, I can't do it today. I, where you are crying, where you may feel depression. It doesn't mean that you're exempt from that, but it does mean that you don't, you don't build your house in that place and in that space. And one of the things that you posted on social media, um, on I seen it on your Instagram. It says you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you can't be both. Mm-hmm. You cannot be both. It's not to say that you won't have moments of feeling a little, uh, but you gotta kind of get out of that 
in mm. those moments, how did you get, how did you get out of that? Like, I don't want it to, I don't want to make it seem like it was easy mm-hmm. um, because I'm sure it was very difficult at times. So with my support group, that, that's what keeps me just grounded, you know, just a good, a good support system outside of my time and the relationship I have with God, a good support system, making sure I'm around good, positive friends, people, you know, so it's so important and having that support, um, it's not easy to go through life by yourself and no. you need other people to, to come up alongside you and to hold you up when you, when you're feeling like, listen, then I need you on my left and I need you on my right side to hold me up. So that's awesome with you, with doing the support group. It's called Smiling Tears. Yes. And I love the name. It's definitely a play on words. Um, but what came behind that name? So when I came up with this name, I was actually at um, at Aaron and Janelle Lane, um, their their office setting and um, their team. And I had a flyer of a lady holding her mouth and she had tears coming down her eyes. Um, This was maybe like my first flyer that I had for my support group, but I didn't have a name for my support group yet. And so she had her hand over her mouth and she had tears coming out her eyes and on her pen, it said, I am not sad. So when they said, when you look at this, what do you think, what name, what do you think of when you see this picture? And so I'm looking at the lady and she's crying, but on her hand, it says, I'm not sad. And so I just was like, hmm, smiling tears. So many of us, not just talking about caregivers. Mm -hmm but just human. Absolutely. We all walk around and we dress it up. We make it look good. We can make it look attractive, but inside we are tore up, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's when I was like smiling tears, smiling tears. (laughs) I love that name. So you launched smiling tears. Was it in 2018? Yes. Yeah. August 2018. Yep. Okay. Okay. So when you um, first launched that, where what space were you in at that time? Did you ever do any therapy on your own? So I didn't. Um, I actually got involved. That's when um, I really, really, really got heavy, heavy, heavy involved in church because I felt like that was the only way I was going to stay on the right track mm-hmm. uh, was to get involved in church. I felt like if I stayed in church, that'd keep me out the clubs, that'd keep me out the streets, that'd keep me from doing just worldly things. Mm -hmm. So I just had to get involved in something that I felt like would, would bring out the best of me, you know? So that was the space that I am, but I did get eventually, I did start um, doing counseling sessions eventually, and I'm still doing that to this day. I love it. I love that I go to counseling because while I'm helping other people, I'm getting help myself. You know, I'm not um, pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. I've heard the saying of being a uh, not being like a wounded healer, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel two different ways about it because I've heard one, you don't want to be a wounded healer, but then I heard um, on a flip side is that the reality of it is we all have wounds from something. 
but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we don't have the capacity to pour out and to um, bring forth healing and mm-hmm. to encourage others to heal because the heart's desire is really to to heal from what it is that you're going through and to and to be whole. And sometimes the best way to do that is as you are taking steps forward. I think a lot of times people say, you know what? I'm a way to I feel better. I'm a way to I don't have any feelings of, of negativity. I'm going to wait until yeah. I don't <laughs> feel depressed no more. Yeah. I'm going to wait. And you know what? You're going to be waiting your whole entire life because there is no perfect time. Feelings, they fluctuate so often and you feel so many different things. If you wait until you feel uh, um, that you are 100% according to your standard, then you might miss the person who was at 25% needing the 75 that you had, needing you to give something. And, you know, so I I love that you didn't miss your opportunity to pour in that opportunity to turn that pain into purpose. And I love how intentional you are. Yeah. You were so intentional just in praying and make sure you had a support group and going to therapy and doing your counseling and stuff now. And you just were so intentional. And mm-hmm. I see that you do things that really would not do anything but pull the best parts of you out. It's like a confidence and a glow. And I think that that is also what keeps you in being so seemingly grounded um, regardless of what it is that you're facing. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I want to, I want to go into, I know with, uh, smiling tears, you have luncheons and you have your support groups and stuff. How often do you have the support groups meet up and then when, and how often do you have your luncheons and bring everybody together? I know you also do some one-on-one consultations or do you do some one-on-one stuff too? Yeah. Just give us the whole smiling tears. Okay. So, um, I normally do my meetings once a month and it's always the first Thursday of every month from first Thursday of March and like a um for anybody to come or do you have to RSVP you I have I have a um a website smilingtearsfortwayne.com that you can go to and RSVP but if you come and you didn't RSVP that's fine too but I just I'd like to see you know just like to see how how many people is about to attend um, so I do those meetings the first Thursday of every month. And then in August is when I hold my yearly luncheon. And that's when everybody just come together. And I'm just having a luncheon to celebrate the caregivers and the care receivers. We have um, speakers, encouraging speakers there that's going to get up and speak and and uh, let us hear us hear a word. And um, we're going to eat some good food. We're going to mingle, take pictures and have raffles, giveaways, all that. So I have those um, in August, the first Saturday in um, August every year. And so the one-on-one consultations, I haven't really got into a lot of it, Mm -hmm. but um, it is on my website as well on the Smiling Tears, SmilingTearsFortWayne.com website as well. If anyone ever want to book a consultation with me that need, you know, further assistance outside of the caregiver support group meetings. And that's going to be every August, you said. Every August. Yes. Every year. I have to pop up on you one day. You You seem to just have embraced 
your life. And I don't know if you just, if that's something that you had to grow into or if it came earlier in this process, but and you seem to be content. And I just want to ask, what does contentment mean to you? To me, contentment means just being at peace and being okay with where you are at at that moment in the midst on where you are going. Mm. You know, um, you know, just not being worked up on what happened in the past or what may happen in the future, but just enjoying where you at at this moment Mm -hmm. and focusing on just this moment, you know, and just being calm and just resting. You know, so that's what that that's just what contentment means to me. Have I always been like that? No. Mm-hmm. No, I have. It took a lot of praying and a lot of working on me, you know, to get to where I'm at now and listening to, you know, just encouraging speakers and and ministers, mm-hmm. you know, plant that seed inside of me, you know, so. And even with contentment, you also, it's like a surrendering, like you got to surrender sometimes with your dream. I think, you know, we hear like life is what you make it and it is. One of the things my dad, he says is he says that it's God's vision, but it's our mission. Mm -hmm. So our life is, and when I think of vision, I always say like, you know, God, I want your dream for my life because I've been holding on to my dream for my life. That Mm -hmm. when you give me something that don't look right, it literally go I, temper tantrum. Mm-mm. You don't love me no more. You don't love me. You just <laughs> nope. You walked away. You said you would never leave or forsake me, and yeah. it looks like you left my dream. And you know, just submitting, submitting your dreams and submitting your idea of your life, and allowing and giving God that the authority. It's his. It's yeah. his vision for our lives. And it's our mission. You are growing and blossoming continuously into this beautiful woman. And you have a daughter. And how important is it to you for your daughter to see that resilience in you? It's so important just because I want my daughter to grow up and be the best godly woman that she can be you know what I mean so in order for her for her to be that I have to be an example of that you know I can't just tell her this how you should be or you should be doing this or you or this is how you do it when I'm not doing it myself you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's very important to me um that my daughter just seeing me just be the best that I can possibly be just be the best that I can possibly be. And um, I pray over my baby, you know, I pray over her as she goes to school. I pray over her when it comes to her uh, making decisions on who she hang around. And I let her know how important it is on who you you be around. You know what I mean? Because I know when I was her age, I was around people just because I wanted everybody to like me, you know? And so I'm trying to teach her like, that don't matter. You just got to make sure you around the right people. That's, that's going, because you are who you hang around. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? So if you choose to be around people that's not going around down a right, right path, that's the, the path you're going to be on. You know, that's the path you're going to go on. And I know a lot of things is out of our control. We ain't going to have control over everything. So I just make sure that I'm praying over her. Mm-hmm. So when she do get off track, she'll find her way back, you know, because that's the route. That's the way I'm teaching her to go in the right direction, or I'm trying to as much as I possibly can. I'm not perfect. And I don't try to, um, I don't try to portray myself to her. Like I'm perfect. You know, I still, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So I do black moms. Yes. Yeah. We try to make it, make, make it seem like we just the perf, just the most perfect thing walking around. And I, and I'm not perfect. I'm not, I still have my days where I, I, I lose my little, temper you know and hey, I you yeah I lose, <laughs> yeah I lose this, I lose this my, is real right yeah. it happens it happens yeah I, yes. lose my temper. I get frustrated sometimes but I have to make sure I get in my quiet place and I and I get back centered you know and get back grounded and then try it again you know so it's, it's very important for me to just be the a great example to her, but at the same time, be authentic and show her that mommy's not perfect either, you know, so. Beautiful. Yeah. And she, I mean, she has a great example. And so I love that you said that the authenticity, just being you, not portraying perfection. <clears throat> That's so important because it's the reality of life. I think if yeah. if we try to portray perfection, it's just it's it's too it's too high up to even be able to sustain that type of an image. That's so um real and that's important to to see and just with her being you know your baby and then you be, having been her age before I would be interested in knowing little girl Tiara looking at who you are now what do you think little girl Tiara would be most proud of you for um just you know, I, I, of course we want people to like us, mm-hmm. you know, but I am okay in the life is not going to be over. The world is not over if somebody do not like me. Okay. You know, so it's not, the world is not ending. What's for me is for me and what's not is not. And I am okay with that. And I'm okay with it. And I'm learning that when God removed people out of my life, it's a reason everybody can't go with you, you know? And so as a little girl, I felt like she would be proud of me because as a little girl, I felt like when the world was about to end, when someone was my friend no more, when somebody cut me off, the world was about to end because I was insecure and I'm so secure in myself and I know who I am and I know that I'm a good person, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't like me, that's you just lost out, <laughs> not me. So, yeah, because it's constant evolution, mm-hmm. constant evolution and you know, um, just in going off of that, I know that's kind of like another episode because we could go there, but yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely, 
necessary to find contentment in just your understanding that seasons change and people change and they change for whatever reasons they want. And I think that getting to that place of, of loving yourself and knowing yourself enough, I think the only way sometimes to get for some people to get to an understanding of self, you have to go through hard things. You have to experience people leaving you so that you will then know that they can leave me, but they can't take my value. They can leave me, but they can't take my power. They can leave me, but they can't take what literally makes me, me. The beauty of what makes me, me. Yes. You might have hurt my feelings, but you can't leave me and take what really counts. So I love that. That was a word. (laughs) (laughs) That was a word. Okay. I want to, there's a few things, a few more things that I want to ask you about because these were specific posts of yours. And I didn't, I didn't really get into this with you. Okay. I didn't get into this with you. So these were posts that really stuck out to me that I was like, oh my goodness, I have to bring this up to her. Okay. One, you seemingly do like devotion. Um, you have your devotion and you post your devotion, which I love that. Sometimes I can be a little shy about doing that or shy about, you know, posting that because I'm like, oh, people might think it's too much. But even seeing you do it, I was like, you know, this is awesome. And one of the posts that you did, um, it was about overcoming the impossible impossible. and it um talked about never assume where you've been or where you are is as good as it gets and when your goal or your situation seems impossible keep in mind that nothing is impossible for God and when I read that I thought wow um that is just beautiful because even though this situation that you've been through and how traumatic it was and how it's changed your life, it may have seemed to be impossible to overcome at some point in time. And what I see in you is just evidence that as long as you stay grounded, as long as you stay committed to doing things that are literally nurturing and watering you, not you know, we got we have our fun here and there. So I'm not going to even try to make it seem like, you know, I might not want a glass of wine or two oh, or gosh, three. No. Like I'm not going to front and make it seem like that. But that is not going to help you to become the woman that you need to become, especially in situations like that. And so just things that I've noted that you constantly, you post up and you seem to be doing is your exercising, your meditation, your, your um, devotion, your journaling, just expressing that gratitude. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And my thing, just going into this new year, kept saying to myself, I'm about to elevate in each and every area of my life, physically, Mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, every area I'm leveling up. So what do I need to do in order to level up? Okay, mentally, I'm going to let's journal. Let's write out our thoughts. Let's get our mental together in the morning, you know, before we even start our day. So I'm getting myself together mentally. 
you know, go to work and I'm putting in messages and, and sermons and things like uh, listening to my gospel, you know, getting myself together and leveling up mentally and spiritually, mm-hmm. getting off of work and I make sure I get my exercise in, my workout in, I'm eating good, you know, eating healthy, putting all like, uh, you know, just the good nutrition and and good uh, food in me, you know, where I'm I'm leveling up in all areas of my life. You defined self-care. I don't know if you, do you remember this definition of self-care? Just breaking it down. But I love that you were talking about how meditation, you can, meditation won't do you any good if you aren't getting adequate sleep. So being intentional about everything, not just saying a checklist, like, okay, I meditated today, even Mm -hmm. though I was up all night and got three hours of sleep, or I did self-care today. I, I, I took a bath, but I went to McDonald's and got two, you know, like great. And, but you're not, you know, making sure that you are taking care of yourself. And so define uh, self-care. Can you read how you define self-care? Yeah. Self-care has been defined as the multidimensional process of purposeful engagement and strategies that promote healthy focusing and enhance well-being. Self-care is vital for building resilience towards those stressors in life that you can't eliminate. Mm. Yes. When you've taken steps to care for your mind and body, you'll be better equipped to live your best life. Yes. Era, that was gems right there. Yes. Gems. And I love that. So, yeah, like, but like I was going back to, you know, like you were just saying, you can't, you can't meditate and then you haven't, you know, I mean, you can meditate, but it won't be effective if you haven't got the proper, your proper rest. So you got to make sure you're intentional about everything that you're doing. Even when you, we in a shower, we sometimes just think, 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 think while we in a shower and we're not really enjoying the shower, you know? Because, oh my goodness, yes. You know, so because we just think, 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 thinking, you know, and we're not enjoying, mm-hmm. just enjoying our our life. You you hit that on the nail. I know somebody <laughs> who then took a couple showers and wasn't in the shower, but was in the shower. Like, <laughs> it's so funny that you said that because I feel like you're calling me out. And I don't know how you knew about what I was going on yesterday, but <laughs> literally one point in the shower, I was like, you're supposed to be taking a shower right now. Mm-hmm. You better lather up this arm and be focused on that and that alone. Don't think about what you got to do after this. Oh, yes. On this right on now. What's going on right now and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I said, I just recently said, we taking dread out vocabulary. We ain't about to be dreading. Yeah. You know, enjoy everything that we're doing. And lastly, I do want to read one of your favorite quotes. One of the most important things you can learn to do is enjoy where you are on the way to where you are going. And I want to ask you, Tiara, where are you going? Mm, I'm excited to find out. I, I think where I'm at, this relationship I have with God, it's exciting because I don't know where. I just know what wherever I'm going, it's going to be amazing because I got God on my side. You know, I know he's right here with me. And so I really can't even answer that question specifically on where I'm going. I just know where I'm going. It's about to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You said, <laughs> wherever I go holding the hand of God, I know I am in good hands. And yeah. considering how life can change so drastically, I can see how 
it can be like, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to hold your hand and whatever you lead me to, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. When I thought I had the answer and just knew this what this what I'm about to be doing. And when it didn't turn out that way, I was disappointed, you know? So it's just like, God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust you wherever you take me, no matter where the circum- what the circumstance may, may look like. How are you blooming? I'm blooming. How are you blooming, girl? I feel like I am blooming spiritually and physically the mm-hmm. most. And I'm still working mentally. And I, I guess I'm blooming mentally too because I'm putting the work behind it. I'm not just praying, Lord, elevate me and level me up mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'm putting the work behind it too, you know? So I'm going to counseling. I, um, I'm making sure I'm spending my time, my quiet time with God, and I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in those ways, that's where I'm blooming. You are, girl. And Thank you. You are. You are so welcome. I am just so grateful that we have an opportunity to know the one, the story behind the woman that we see shining and blooming and doing all of these great things um, with being a caregiver and providing support, an outlet for others, even in the midst of what you are going through. I believe that when you are down and out or when life has reared its head at you in a way that you like, uh, I wasn't prepared. I do believe that when you begin to look outside of yourself, that is when the healing begins. It's like, it almost gives you some some strength and, and, yeah. and it works for you. It mm-hmm. works for you while you work for other people and you serve. Yes. So thank you again. Go ahead and let everyone know where to find you, how to connect with you on social media. Yes. So y'all can find me on um, Instagram at Tiara Ritney, T-I-E-R-R-A-R-I-T as in Tom, N-E-Y. And um, Facebook, I'm not really, I don't really post on Facebook a lot, but you can follow my business page on Facebook, um, which is Encourage, I believe, Encourage Tierra. But you can also find that on my actual um, personal Facebook page, which is Tierra Ritney Stevens. And I'm also on Twitter as well. I think Tierra is Tierra Ritney as well. So, and if you want to um, book a consultation with me, you can go to, or need to keep up on what's going on with Smiling Tears. We do have the website, smilingtearsfortwayne.com. Yes. So thank you again. Make sure you check us out at Beauty and Bloom Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Beauty and Bloom. And if you have any questions, if you want to connect with Tierra, please make sure you go to her social media at Tierra Ritney on Instagram. And also, if you are a caregiver and you are looking for support, this is your opportunity. This is the confirmation that you've been waiting for. This is it. So again, thank you so much. And I will see you next time. Until then, keep blooming. Bye. Beauty and Bloom Podcast. Bloom where you are planted. I love a good conversation. Let's go deep. Topic is off limits over here, okay? We can talk about anything. We don't water down beauty to just being physical. True beauty is in what we have strived through, what we have overcome. Beauty in Bloom podcast.